Hello, and welcome to a very special quarantine episode of My Rundle Biz Podcast. I'm Grayson Orfe. And I'm Allison Akers. We are coming to you live from our home offices, which is a little bit different today, right? Yeah, yeah. Little, little, little different, little different. I got basketball shorts on, so I just want to let everybody know, you know, it's, it's business up top, party at the bottom. Let's roll. <laughs> I dressed up today. I actually have jeans on. <laughs> I know. For the last couple of days, it's, it's been like that, though. It's been like that. It's just like, you know. <laughs> okay, so so with that being said, like, what's what's your favorite home outfit during this quarantine? Oh, totally yoga pants. Just right. yoga pants be all the way. It actually helps me be a little bit more active because then I'm already in my workout gear, so I can go do yoga at the end of the day, kind of break okay. up the monotony. But total comfort zone. <laughs> so, then, so, then, so then you're good to go. You're just like, okay, well, look, I'm ready. I'm ready for anything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Bring it on. <laughs> I got you. Mine is just usually uh, a Snuggie and um, some very furry socks. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are we recording? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't have like a bathrobe or like something like a Snuggie on. Oh, listen, 20 minutes ago, it was, uh, that's what it was. That's what it was. Okay. Listen, I'm telling you with, with the My Rundle Biz podcast logo, like right here on the Yeah. Side. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sale at My Rundle Biz. No, I'm kidding. False. False advertising. Well, honestly, we are commiserating with all of you, you guys out there that are trying to make working from home work. Um, you're doing all of your meetings virtually. We're doing our podcasts virtually. I mean, you're, most people are trying to make sure their children are schooled. I mean, how are you keeping up with that, Grayson? Uh, it's been fun. This, this internet has gone like in and out and stuff like that. And, you know, whenever the internet goes out, you know, kids go crazy. So we just break out Uno cards and just go for it. So, Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure that you all are out there experiencing similar. Um, so we just wanted to kind of get on, get on everybody's same level. We're all in the same boat right now. Yeah. Um, but we still want to push forward and talk about all the good things that are happening out there. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So it's been going on, what's been going on in the business of Anne Arundel? I'll let you so take that. Kinda, yeah. Just to, do an overview of the past month. I can't believe we've been here a month. Yeah. A little month. Um, we, the state honestly did a great job of rolling out their Maryland COVID-19 emergency relief grant and loan funds. They were overwhelmed yeah. with the amount of responses. So that closed pretty quickly as well as federally they, as everybody knows, and everybody has been talking about, they released the paycheck protection program and the economic injury disaster loans. Um, uh, we totally get that there was not a lot of funds. There was a whole ton of applications and an extremely frustrating process. Um, I know in our office, we were working as hard as possible, as quickly as possible to get that information out, make sure that the businesses knew about everything that they needed to do. Um, Candace Pruitt at the Small Business Development Center, she, was, she has been fantastic about walking anybody through that contacts us. 
um, helping them out. Steve Primosh in our finance office. I mean, we restructured every single loan that we have with um, all of our Anne Arundel County businesses. Um, Steve has been on the front line of helping um, to answer finance questions as well. Um, so just to kind of update, there is, as a lot of people know, there is another round of PPP funding coming, um, but that it just passed the Senate and the House still needs to pass it. So we're waiting on that information and then we can kind of give some more guidance. Um, but otherwise, we're just telling people to work with your bankers um, to make sure that you have your applications in. And then um, if you don't have a banking relationship, we do have um, a lot of fintech companies that are out there that have yeah. been able to give those applications. So we have all of those up on our website, arundelbiz.org. Yeah. Um, we have a COVID-19 resources banner that is added to all of our pages just to make sure that everybody knows where they're going. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We're definitely doing our part because especially during this time, it's not only about businesses, but it's about people and it's about stuff that's going on. And so we, we want to do our best and we want to be the conduit for the county in being able to just kind of get everybody the information that's needed so that we can kind of pass out everything for businesses because when your business is doing good, livelihood is doing good. So, you know, everything goes hand in hand. So especially during this time, you know, we want to stay focused and, and you know, prayers out to all of those who, who are trying to keep working, trying to keep businesses afloat. Um, we're going to do our best to keep you guys up to date and information flowing to you um, through our website and through uh, doing this you know, having fun here, uh, which yeah. also, I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of cool. Um, with, with all this stuff going on, I kind of want, I kind of want to, should we go into and, and let them know about the, the happy story? Like the, oh. the, the, the joyous story that, that just broke. Wait, the, which story, which story the, are you talking about? The, the, the story about our contest. Oh yeah, go ahead. Do shout out. Well, I mean a shout out to to our our uh Arundelbiz.org. And um, you know, we 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 put together this contest um where uh one of the local restaurants would be able to win. And uh, well, I'm I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you take care of it because yeah, I because th this is your baby. This is your baby. <laughs> uh, we just we wanted to have some fun we wanted to support local restaurants as well as help support our county mm -hmm. the best way you can support our county is by filling out your census right now yep. um, so we kind of married the two and we have a census contest stay home but make it count mm -hmm. um, so if you complete your census and you take a picture it can be a creative picture it could be a funny picture I took a picture of my cat filling out my census which obviously didn't happen but I don't know. We I don't know. <laughs> we see a lot of dog pictures. Um, but yeah, if you tag us, you post it on social media, or you email us info at aaebc.org, then we put you into a running for um, up to $100 of takeout food for your entire family from your favorite local restaurant. So we're doing that every single week. Um, we've got two more weeks to go, including this week. So honestly, it's just a fun way to do your part and be counted. It's, it's awesome and and i mean that was that was really a feel good story and um we've got another feel good story as we now have joining us 
is uh yep is is here we go the magic we have a very special guest today two two very special guests today um because we just want to switch gears and focus on some really positive stories that are coming out in the county because so many of our local businesses have really stepped up pivoted their entire um offering and are doing something for the greater good to help out yeah so right now we're just we're just waiting for these guests to pop up hey guys are you there yes we are can you not see us or can you do the start we uh, we start we can hear you we can't see you there There you go go. there you go so neophyte zoomers (laughs) how are you guys doing very well thank you hope the same for you yeah, we're doing we're doing good. We're doing good. Um here with Allison and we're just gonna go in and and find out. Um so Stephen Stephen Jones, first of all, uh can you introduce yourselves and let everybody know why why you're here? Um hello, I'm Joan Steven Sittingscore. I'm the CEO. He's the CEO of Eclipse Group, and we're a federal contractor here in Annapolis, Maryland. And um, we have started, we pivoted our operations when three of our Navy projects were delayed. And so now we are making respirator masks um, for the local animal medical center and paramedic units in the Annapolis area. Very cool. Yeah, they, they set up a unique 3D printer network. Um, and can you talk a little bit about the background of, your, of Eclipse Group, just for people that don't know? I know you said you shifted from your Navy operations. Excuse me, Eclipse is a specialty uh, undersea as well as marine service provider. Uh, we own uh, you know, vessels, uh, remote operated vehicles, uh, typically called ROVs, AUVs, which are autonomous underwater vehicles. And uh, we do a lot of uh, prototype uh, you know, development you know, for ro- uh, robotics. And all this equipment is used for a wide variety of uh, purposes, you know, primarily for the U.S. Navy. Uh, I think what we're best known for is underwater search and recovery, specifically aircraft and spacecraft. Wow. Uh, we probably, uh, over the course of the past 38 years, and this is not necessarily just Eclipse, but uh, over the course of Jones and my careers, um, you know, we've been involved in probably about 115 both military and civil aviation crashes, including Air France 447 and wow. TWA Flight 800. Awesome. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. And so, so with what you do, what drew you to Anne Arundel County? Well, I'm a native of the Anne Arundel County area. I grew up in um, <clears throat> southern Anne Arundel County, and I went to school and. Maryland and a college and so I just stayed in the Annapolis area and we started working for a technology company where I met Stephen. Um, he was relocated from Louisiana to Annapolis, Maryland back in 92. And that's oh, Louisiana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, just to be clear, I'm a New England boy. <laughs> oh, oh, false sense of hope. <laughs> 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 Hold out Louisiana, but uh, I loved it when I was there. Oh yeah, is, is so, it, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I didn't mean to interrupt. 
I hear Louisiana. He loves from Louisiana, you just go crazy. <laughs> we'll have to do a crawfish boil and show them how it's done. Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. I'm going to hold you mm -hmm. to it. So mm -hmm. Anne Arundel County, like what, what was the thing? And I know you're from here, but was it just that homegrown feeling of wanting to actually serve your community in, you know, in the county, in Anne Arundel County? Yes, we, we've loved living here. Um, we love being close to the water. Um, it's a natural fit for the work that we do as mm -hmm. marine operations. Um, we may not necessarily be located in the Gulf Coast area where many of our, the industry leaders are, but we feel being in this area, we can tap into the federal marketplace a lot easier. And we've, we've tended to segue our operations in more of the, the government vein than in the commercial marketplace, um, per se, the oil and gas industry. And we should mention that, you know, our primary customer, you know, uh, the Navy um, shipyard is uh, right there in DC, you know, 25 miles away. Yeah, yeah, it's a great location, clearly. Um, so let's talk about COVID and this network that you've created. Um, now, first, the unfortunate reality question. I mean, as so many other businesses that we've heard from throughout the county, the state, really the world, um, have been impacted and can relate. How has your day-to-day -day been impacted by the pandemic? Well, um, the 15th of March, three of our projects were canceled and delayed into um, further into the year but they basically they weren't canceled and that they're not going to happen it's just that they will all be rescheduled so um the significant amount of our revenue planned for this quarter was wiped clean so um my husband i will say always needs a project mm -hmm. and looking at the reality of what was happening in our community and in our country and the world um it really struck him that he needed to do something um in order to maintain um, his sanity and to feel like he's contributing towards um, the greater good and making a difference during this time. So um, the idea came to him while we were having dinner one night. Um, he's like, you know, I know we need PPE. Uh, I love the idea of this 3D printer technology because we are a technology company. I, we, have, we have a 3D printer that we use um, to make specialty little parts for the robotic systems that we employ. Oh, okay. um, so it wasn't something new to us. It's something that we could reasonably see pivoting to in a larger scale. Um, and our daughter at dinner said, well, I know where there's a couple 3D printers at St. Mary's High School and elementary schools. Really? So Your daughter? Yeah. It's like a whole family cool. affair. Oh, that's really yeah. cool. So I will say one of the things that this disaster has come from is dinner every night around the table <laughs> and having these conversations so we immediately contacted um, the principals of the elementary school and the high school and they immediately accepted the request and started networking they loaned us their six printers and they started networking out into um, the greater Maryland area wow so you you guys had one printer on on hand yeah. yes you started yeah. from there. Yes, we did. <clears throat> and now we've grown to um, 47 working printers. Wow. We have two down right now, unfortunately. Two down? 
Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah. These printers have been, you know, running, you know, around the clock, you know, for the yeah. last uh, 21, 22 days. When you think for the height for the schools and for a lot of these families, these printers are more like hobby and instructional tools. They're not meant to be the production level because yeah. we've been crunching them out um, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, we have to say that you know this effort would not have been possible without the support of St. Mary's. Uh, Mindy Ives, you know, the principal, you know, she said, what do you need? And I said, I need more printers. And uh, she got on the phone and sent out a uh, call to action to 71 Maryland, you know, schools. And <clears throat> out of the 71, uh, seven uh, schools responded by either, you know, loaning us their, their printers or, um, you know, basically printing the shelves for us. And delivering us to our location for assembly, and um, and then in Ronald County got in. Uh, you know the public school system. You know donated all their printers from all their area libraries. Yeah, that. Um, you, I think you made a connection with Skip Ald over at the library, the director of the yeah. library. So from four different Anne Arundel locations, they donated their three D printers. Awesome collaboration. We love to see it. How did you get the um, production started? So like, where did, how did you even know to make a mask? Well, <clears throat> initially I, I have, have to say I was pretty naive. Um, you know, I, I, I said, well, we have this 3D printer and we can probably print these things. And um, thinking that this was a, a really novel new idea and as, I like to tell people there are no original ideas. And uh, I went online and sure enough, uh, we were way behind the curve and there were probably four or five competing designs out there. And um, one in particular was being offered by the uh, uh, Billings uh, uh, Medical cl uh, Clinic. And uh, hence the reason why we called them, you know, the uh, Montana masks. Okay. And, uh, uh, Billings, you know, uh, <clears throat> a neurosurgeon there at the hospital, you know, in collaboration with the dentist, had come up with the design. It done a 3D scan of somebody's face to get a good fit. And they were offering the design for free. Anybody who was willing to print the mask for the medical you know, community. So that, that was uh, a huge, huge first step for us. And uh, we don't mass produce anything. You know, it, most most everything that we, we build a lot of our own equipment and they're typically one-offs or you know two or three possibly our and, generations that we do every two years right so the idea of mass producing mass uh, was uh, really new to us and uh, it, it, it was really kind of of a natural evolution and um, uh, we started out with uh, uh, pretty low expectations. You know, we thought, well, you know, it, well, let's produce uh, 100 masks a week. And, you know, it became quickly apparent that 100 masks really was dropping the bucket in terms of the, uh, you know, the demand. I mean, yeah. AMC has over 4,000 employees. And, um, you know, basically the fight be over by the time we got into it. And so we started ramping up. So, you know, we went from 100 a week to thinking, well, how about 500 a week to how about 700 a week? 
uh, to 150 a day. Uh, we're, this will be the first week that we uh, will surpass a, a thousand masks in one week. And so naturally, as Jim just likes to point out, you know, that's nothing more than a challenge. So I'm going to go for another next week. That's incredible. I think one important thing to note is that one of these masks have hard plastic shells and they are reusable. Um, basically, the, the hospitals have the ability to sanitize them and we sanitize them here before we give them to the hospital, but then they, they acknowledge the responsibility to sanitize them themselves for their workers and to the repeated use. And one, one of these masks equals how many in 95 masks? Six. So, so basically, so- oh, No, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, we, we said that in reverse. Okay, okay. yeah, well, one in 95, the material that makes, it, it takes to make that mask will create filters for six of our masks. Okay, yeah, got it. Wow. Gotcha. So you scaled, when did this start? How many weeks ago? Uh, we started this March 25th with our first shipment to the hospital on April 4th. Wow, so you've, you've managed to incredibly scale your this business as it's become, really. Um, in just a matter of weeks, that's incredible. But that is what we do. We all we we think of ourselves as we we accept challenges that other service providers in the marine undersea community um, aren't able to to solve, and we like to to take the credit for for being the ones that will will take that challenge. So mm -hmm. it's kind of a natural shift for us to. Um, to understand how to mitigate risks and work with vendors and, mm -hmm. and we've, we've been really lucky to have found some vendors this week for the filters that have been able to, to speed up that production and improve the quality of that product that we're putting into the masks. A really valuable <coughs> treat and treat to have, yeah. Where the county is lucky to have you, have you guys. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now we've heard about all of this and I want to know because you guys are on site, correct? You're on site right Thanks. now? Yeah. I wanted to know if you can kind of give us a tour of what, what, what it looks like in there. Okay, so uh, if you don't mind being jostled around, uh, I can give you a little tour of uh, one of the rooms that, you know, uh, where production's you know, in progress. Sure. And you see the masks being made. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. For people that don't know. I'm super curious. I'll just open the doors on your way. <clears throat> and <clears throat> so I've been listening to this clatter for the last 21 days, and it, it's, uh, it almost sounds like machines are talking to you. <laughs> the sound of good work. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> uh, this is our uh, conference room. And, uh, you know, initially, uh, the two machines at the very end of the table are what we started with. And as you can see, and Oh, that's so cool. So this is a, uh, uh, one of the, the, the better machines. It's a, a Dremel and uh, it can produce two masks every 10 hours. Is that one of yours? 
Or that's one of the ones that you source? Uh, no, actually, this particular one is uh, from one of the area schools. It's, uh, I think, Lady of the Mount. Uh, this is actually a private individual's uh, printer that uh, he's got two machines that he's printing from at home with. And then, you know, he gave us this one to you know, keep things going. And oh, so you've got everything from county partners to school partners to private. That is correct. Wow. Now, Stephen, the masks that you guys produce, I saw the yellow one and the green one being made. Is that the color that they come out after they're, after everything's done? Well, it's kind of the, uh, the, the fun unintended consequences of uh, getting material from lots of different places. <laughs> so right now you have your choice of purple, black, gold, yellow, green, blue, uh, tie dye, wow. uh, gray. Wow. So it's it's the color of the filament, and so much of this filament is being donated. And uh, one of the fun things about uh, you know, the mask is you know when the printer will run out of a spool, you have to reload it. Uh, you know we'll have multicolored masks, and um, we, we've been joking that these are almost like playing cards or uh, baseball cards. Okay. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining that people are, are like well. I'll give you two more for 20 years. <laughs> so why, can you speak a little bit about like, why is collaboration so important in times like these? Because clearly you guys have had a lot of collaboration throughout the county. Um, why, why is that important? Well, obviously in, in collaborating, we've been able to um, augment our resources. And when someone has difficulty, there's obviously um, collaboration and helping overcome um, other people's you know issues that they might be having and uh, collaborating with another um, gentleman um, the work that he's doing with some veterans he was able to get uh, some um, donate supplies from Home Depot oh wow. and we wouldn't have thought to go to Home Depot directly for supplies but he did and so you know other people that have been inspired by the work that we're doing. Um, they've been going out to various vendors and, and, and getting us, um, you know, donated supplies, which is extremely needed because it's, it's very costly to produce this number of masks. I believe it. Yeah, one thing I'd like to you know, mention, uh, and I think one of the best parts of this experience has been, you know, uh, on the top of collaboration is that, People have seen what we've done, reached out to us and said, you know, we'd, we'd love to get in on this. And uh, so <clears throat> we have a uh, nursing college student in uh, Fairfield College in Connecticut. So she's uh, started producing uh, face shields with her school's uh, 3D printers and their bioengineering uh, you know, students. Really? <clears throat> uh, mechanical engineer uh, went back to tech. <clears throat> Excuse me. Our mechanical engineer went back to Texas. You know, at the uh, start of the virus. You know, just we were. You know, he was afraid of being. You know, locked down here, and so he went out and bought three printers and started producing masks. And uh, one of the local nursing homes reported an outbreak, and he was able to uh, deliver sixty plus masks on the same day. Mm -hmm. um, and in terms of uh, uh, Maryland, uh, you know, we've been approached by Dixon Valve over in Chesterton. 
and okay. um, so they they have uh, you know printers and so uh, they're going to start printing their first batch of 500 for the Chestertown medical community and then we have another group in uh, Illinois and uh, we've been approached uh, also from Virginia so and you know when anybody has a technical issue you know it's you know you're getting you know technical support from all over the place hmm. so not only local collaboration but really regional oh yeah oh actually international i completely international. forgot wow. okay. but, um yeah so we've got a group printing in uh, vancouver canada wow oh that's great so you've, you've mentioned all these people that are getting involved. How can others get involved? How can they contact you? What can they do to, if they want to be a part of this? Um, well, we, ha we have a Facebook site called Montana Masks Initiative. Um, and if you just type that in into Facebook, you should be able to find it. And then there you'll be able to see our, we've been posting every day about our progress and um, what's been happening as well as if you were to reach out to Stephen, it's sstamore at eclipse.us.com. Then um, he would be able to field any questions that they might have about starting their own chapter, um, or if they would like, if they have donations that they might want to be able to give us as far as materials and supplies are concerned, that would be really appreciated. What kinds of materials and supplies do you need? Well, uh, each mask requires two, two feet of weather stripping, which is what we're using as, you know, on the inside of the mask, there's a barrier that basically, uh, you know, seals against your face. Okay. And uh, so I think as of this morning, we've used uh, over 3,200 uh, feet of, you know, uh, the, the gasket material, you know, that's you know, something we have to buy. Um, uh, unbelievable amount of rubber bands uh, used for going around your head. I mm -hmm. think uh, three or four thousand of those so far. Uh, yeah, money for the filter material. I just bought a forty-eight by eight hundred foot roll. Excuse me, nine hundred foot roll, and uh, so that'll be able to produce uh, thirty-two thousand filters. While that sounds like a lot of filters, you know, one of the objectives here. Uh, Presently, uh, a lot of these nurses are reporting that they have one N95 mask that they get once a week. And during normal times, okay, they, they were supposed to change their masks in between patients. Oh, and, uh, so what we're trying to do is, <clears throat> as Joan pointed out, this is a reusable mask. And uh, all they got to do is pop that filter out. So we're trying to provide enough filters for them to be able to change their uh, masks, you know, two, three times a day. If they, you know, I mean, we can't do it for every single patient, but certainly improve on what they're doing now. Awesome. And how many masks did you say you've donated so far? Nearly 2,000. Yeah, 817 have been donated to the hospital already. We're going to be delivering another 1,000, uh, you know, tomorrow. And uh, uh, 57 face shields. And, uh, yeah, and we've had uh, 16 different uh, recipients of the masks. Good mail day for them. I'm sure they're excited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now with with you guys and what you do for the community why is that so important to you well we're 
the health of our community is paramount. I mean, we have children that we've raised here and still get, attend school here. And, you know, just living in the city of Annapolis, um, the neighbors that we have, I mean, they're all varying different um, medical health issues. I mean, you just, you see the need every day, just walking up and down your street. Um, that's the main reason why we're in it. To yeah. protect our community and protect our medical workers. Yeah, it's, you know, the, these doctors and nurses and technicians, they're getting up every single day, mm -hmm. walking into that hospital, knowing that, you know, there's a, a high probability that they could get sick, yet they still do it. You know, if, if they weren't so selfless, um, what would we do? So it seems like, you know, a very small thing for us. That's Absolutely. a great point. Absolutely. Now, um, what's your most um, rewarding and heartwarming story out of all of this? I want to hear from both of you guys. <laughs> we like the good stuff. We like the good stuff. <laughs> you like warm and fuzzy. Positive. <laughs> um, really, it's just how everybody's come together. Um, how everybody has been helping one another and um, it's, it's been tremendous to see the support and um, that has been my most rewarding part. Well, if it's okay, I'd like to read you a text that I got last night. Absolutely. Uh, speaking, with, uh, speaking with the uh, uh, customer and I was telling her what we were doing and she said, you know, my sister's a nurse and she, you know, she had pneumonia last year and she's terrified of getting sick but she's still going in and she said you know she's my you know only sister and i said well what's her address and she paused and she said why do you want to know that and i said so i can send her a mask mm -hmm. and uh she said you would do that and i said of course and she said well can i pay you and i said of course not and uh and actually there's a couple stories like that but uh um so you know she I said, the only question I have is what color? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and let's see. <clears throat> uh, so, so I sent her a bunch of pictures to share with her uh, sister, including some uh, nurses. And she sent me a text and she said, sis and I dropped drop tears because of your kindness. Uh, she said purple. And so I just said, my response was, Deanna, uh, no kindness. You know, I lost my father in December, my sister in January, 35 days apart. We owe a debt that cannot be repaid to the nurses and doctors who support us. Mm. Yes. Wow. That's really touching. Wow, that's awesome. And, and I mean, God bless you guys, because, I mean, it's, it's especially during this time, you know, I think it, it ties on and it tugs on everybody because we all know somebody who's either affected by this or who is going out of their way to provide some service. And I'm just, if, if I could speak for everybody in Anne Arundel County, I just want to say thank you so much because you guys are doing an immense and amazing job. Um, and we really appreciate it. And um, you guys are gonna be awesome. Now, with that 3D printer that you guys have, I have a request for a car. Um, <laughs> well, it's funny you should mention that. <laughs> Listen, I'm here for it, let's go. That's the next transition, the next phase. 
Well, apparently a father and son uh, 3D printed a, a Lamborghini. Oh my uh, God. If only. Yeah. That'd be amazing. And it works? Uh, that part, I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I that, but, uh, but it was pretty cool. That is very cool. So yeah. Do you guys have anything else to share? Um, if you got a printer and you want to put it to good use, uh, send it our way. Um, we'll start making more masks and taking care of more people. Thank you for the time. Yeah, no, thank you guys. Yeah. You guys are incredible. And I just, I echo Grayson in saying thank you on behalf of everybody. Everybody thanks you. That just cannot be said enough, I think. So it's our, our pleasure and our privilege. Well, thanks guys. Um, I'm just gonna finish out and kind of round out the good stories that we've been sharing. Um, I just wanna throw a shout out to um, Joan and Steve here who have done amazing things that we just heard about. There's also uh, so many other businesses that are stepping up. Um, we had Monica Alvarado from Bread and Butter Kitchen who started Feed Anne Arundel. Um, they've been providing food to needy families as well as keeping restaurant workers in work. They've donated over 9,000 meals, I think, um, was the last update. There's Roundtable Relief, partnering with uh, local warrior events to donate food to first responders. Um, we had a local company, Seacare, who switched to become a registered emergency supplier of, of Maryland, and they've partnered with the state, um, as well as the county, to produce large-scale hand sanitizer. Um, our last podcast is with um, Anthony Clark over at Irish Restaurant Company. He's got our favorite Galway Bay, Clarney House, Brian Beru. Um, but they've actually, they're closed to takeout food, but they have started the First Responders Meal Fund um, out of their restaurants. So they are donating meals to first responders as well. And um, locally, there's a um, hashtag Annapolis Gives. Um, they're designing Change Together campaign, which uh, brings together resources. Um, they tip it forward. They provide tips to random um, service industry professionals that are out of work, um, as well as small business pro bono branding projects. Um, so if you need branding and marketing during this time, they're doing it pro bono, as well as um, Ion Annapolis is giving six months of free advertising. And that's over at AnnapolisGives.com. So honestly, there's just so much good work out there. And Joan and Steve are just one of the many incredible, amazing stories that our community is really stepping up. And it is really rewarding for me to be in economic development and see this and be so tied into the business community and to see these businesses stepping up um, for a time of need. So honestly, we just say thank you to everyone. Thank you. Thanks. All right, well, you can catch this uh, podcast and all of our past ones. This one will look a little bit different. This is our quarantine edition. Right. Um, but you can catch them on arundelbiz.org as well as on all of our social media accounts. That is uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube, on our YouTube channel, as well as on arundelbiz.org and um, Twitter and pretty much anywhere you can find us. So check it, check out all of our episodes. Uh, you've got plenty of time on your hands, I'm sure. So turn it on in the background and listen to some of your uh, local, local business stories. And we just highlight really cool stories and really um, interesting businesses that are in our community and the leaders behind them. Absolutely. Thank you. 
Steve, Joan, thank you so much for joining us. And that is a wrap for the uh, very first quarantine special edition of My Arundel Biz podcast. For Grayson Orfe mm -hmm. and Allison Akers, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.